0: This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit allantempleamec.com slash donate. Thank you for listening. The scripture that was read to your hearing came from the book of James, chapter 1, verses 17 through 27. I will lift up verses 22 through 25 as the focus text for today which reads, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. But, If you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. It is with this scripture in mind, I will preach from the title, The Man in the Mirror. The Man in the Mirror. Pray with me, church. Gracious, Everlasting Father, I thank you for yet another opportunity that you have given me to stand behind this sacred desk. And I ask that you might hide me behind thy cross, that there will be more of you that is seen and less of nephtali. Holy Spirit, fall fresh on this preacher now. She needs you to be able to deliver this word that the Lord has laid in her heart. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. For you are my rock and my redeemer. And I will be sure, after the word is preached, to give you all the praise, the glory that you so rightly deserve. It is in Jesus' name that I pray, amen. Have you ever been guilty of looking at others your own age and thinking, surely I can't look that old. A lady was sitting in the waiting room for her first appointment with a new dentist. She noticed his DDS diploma, DDS stands for Doctor of Dental Surgery, which bore his full name. Suddenly she remembered a tall, handsome, dark haired boy with the same name who had been in her high school class some 37 years ago. Could he be the same guy that I had a secret crush on way back then? She thought to herself. Upon seeing him, however, she quickly discarded any such thought. This balding, gray-haired man with a deeply lined face was way too old to have been her classmate. Hmm, or could he? After he examined her teeth, she asked him if he had attended Morgan Park High School. Yes, yes, I did. I'm a Mustang, he gleamed with pride. When did you graduate, she asked. He answered, in 1967. Why do you ask? You were in my class, she said. He looked at her closely. Then that ugly, wrinkled old man asked, what did you teach? See, the moral of the story here is it's so easy, isn't it, to see the faults in someone else. We see their wrinkles, we see their gray hair. Even more than that, we see all the specks in their eyes. But we are not so quick to notice those flaws in ourselves. After that exchange, she left the dentist's office, and while in her car, she thought to herself, when I was young, I was determined to change the world and make it a better place. As I grew older, I realized that was an unrealistic goal and recommitted myself to changing the people around me. I've gotten a little bit older and grayer. I still want to try to influence people around me, but I have learned that ultimately the only person I can change is me. And there is plenty that still needs to be changed. Ever so often, as this lady in the story, we want to look at others and changes that need to be made in them, but never wanted to take a good hard look at ourselves, the man in the mirror. This brings me to the scripture that was read to your hearing from the book of James. James, the author of this epistle, is said to have been one of Jesus's brothers. James wrote this letter to the first century Christian first-century Jewish Christians. And during that time, the Jewish Christians had been scattered all around the Mediterranean world because of persecution. And because of the hostile surroundings, many of them were tempted to compromise their faith. James's purpose of writing this book was to expose the hypocritical practices and teach right Christian living. Many have referred to the book of James as the Christian guidebook, or the Proverbs of the New Testament. Some of the themes attributed to the writing of this letter are wisdom, living faith, testing and trials, wealth and oppression, are just among the few. James wants us as believers to be reminded that genuine faith transforms lives, and he wants to encourage us us to put our faith into action. Now that I've given you a glimpse of the book of James, I did this to help you better understand that, better understand the text that we will be diving into. So before we get to the focus verses for today, let's look at the preceding verses and what James is saying. In verse 17, he starts off by saying, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father, who created all lights in the heavens, He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. James begins by reminding us that God is the creator and the source of all things. God is generous. And this has not changed, will not change, because God does not change. And Malachi 3, 6 states, for I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, you, children of Jacob, are not consumed. So in this particular verse, James is reminding us of who God is and the character of God. And we move on to verse 18, which states, He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. And we, out of all creation, became his prized possession. We, as Christians, are the product of the redemptive act of God. God has given us believers the gift of new life, which is salvation we are his prized possessions in other versions versions of the bible it says we are his first fruits the first fruits represented that initial portion of the harvest offered to god before the rest of the crop was harvested so in this verse james remind us not only of the grace of god but who we are to god Then, verses 19 to 21, James does a little something different. He flips the script on us and now gives us a warning in these verses, which states, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts, for it has the power to save your souls. Another way to put what James is saying in the beginning of this verse is those who are quick to hear and slow to speak are likely to be slow to anger. James is not saying you can't get angry. We're humans, we do. But to be careful in allowing your anger to develop in you because human anger does not bring the righteousness that God desires for us. James was very specific to say human anger because oftentimes when we get angry, in our angerness we get angry, that causes up root bitterness and it causes us to sin. That is the human anger. That is different from righteous anger. For the word says, you may get angry, but sin not. So James is saying here, do not get angry in a human form. Because it is not what God desires of us. Basically, James tells us to rid of anything we know to be sin in our lives. We get rid of it by confessing it which helps our hearts to be ready to receive God's word that is planted in our hearts. Many times, oftentimes, we can be sitting in a church service and the, the preacher says something and all of a sudden, you were quick to listen, but you became quick to hear because you began to get upset at the preacher when really is the conviction that the Holy Spirit has given you because of something that has taken place. And so this is a way of God speaking. So you become angry at the preacher, the messenger, because of what the message is saying. And so now you get so distracted, you can't even listen to the rest of the message. That's why James said, you gotta be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Now that James has told us who God is, who we are to God, gave us a warning, now James will tell us about our responsibility. What are we going to do with the information we have been given? Now we must look at ourselves, the man in the mirror. James spoke of humbly accepting the word that is implanted in us. Now he says that we must do the word. And our responsibility according to the following verses states, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look, carefully into the perfect law that sets you free and if you do it what it says and don't forget what you heard then god will bless you for doing this james compares reading the word of god with looking in a mirror how does this, how does he do this well i'm glad that you asked first he tells you don't just listen to the word but obey it the command to listen to god's word Describes, for example, if you're sitting here listening to a sermon or some sort of speech and you begin to nod with the, with the lecturer or the, or the pastor and go, uh-huh, and hunt everything he's saying is correct, but all of a sudden, you do nothing with it. The hearer could not agree to the message but do nothing as a result. There is no action behind the words that you have heard. So one who hears the message without doing anything is self, de- is self deceived, just like he said here. If you don't just hear the word and don't do anything about it, you're only fooling yourselves. And James gives us an example of this as a mirror illustration. He uses the mirror illustration as a metaphor A mirror is a reflection of an image. A mirror gives us a fair assessment of our physical appearance. And James says, as soon as you walk away from the mirror, you forgot what you've seen. Mirrors in the New Testament were made of polished metal. People used them to wash their faces, shave their beards, and comb their hair. Then they quickly left, giving little thought to the image they had seen. But did you ever think that people can actually repeat the same experience in the spiritual realm? You listen to the word or you read the word, you find the truth in it for the moment, then you walk away without remembering what you heard or what you read or applying it to your life. There is no lasting impression The word has not penetrated the heart and the the life of the hearer. This is what James is trying to convey to us. But I'll go further and say that the mirror not only gives us a reflection of our physical appearance, it also provides us with a reflection of the inside of us. There are certain emotions we feel when we look in the mirror that is reflected on the outside When we are angry, it can manifest on the outside. When we are sad, when we are pensive, it can be seen all over our faces. Because we know ourselves better than any other human being, we see who we are in the mirror. We see the pride, we see the human anger, we see the uncontrolled tongue, the selfishness, the mean spirit within us. But brothers and sisters, the mirror can also reflect the graciousness of God in us, the love of the savior, the fearfully and wonderfully child made in his image, the kind, the selfless, compassionate individual. These things can be seen when we allow the word of God to become the mirror in which we examine ourselves. Let me say that again. We allow the word of God to become the mirror in which we examine ourselves. That is why James compares the reading of God's word with looking in a mirror. Verse 25 says, but if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free and see if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. God's word is the perfect law that gives us the freedom. If we obey what it says and live the word, then we will be blessed. Doing what God requires always brings a blessing with it. Hear what I'm saying, brothers and sisters. Doing what God desires brings a blessing with it. God's word is the perfect law. You know, the other day I was listening to a song and many of you are familiar with it. And I will end it with these lyrics. Michael Jackson came out with a song in February of 1988. The Man in the Mirror. And some of the lyrics goes like this. I I will not take the chance of singing it because I still want y'all to tune in. And it starts off like this. I'm gonna make a change for once in my life. It's gonna feel real good, gonna make a difference, gonna make it right. As I turn up the collar of my favorite winter coat, this wind is blowing my mind. I see the kids in the street without enough to eat. Who am I to be blind, pretending not to see their need? A summer's disregard, a broken bottle top, and one man's soul, they follow each other on the wind, you know because they got nowhere to go. That's why I want you to know I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. And no message could have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make a change. Well, I kind of sort of see it this way. There was a man who made a change once in my life. It felt real good and it made all the difference. It made me right. He did not need to turn up the collar of his favorite winter coat. The wind that is in him is still blowing my mind. I see the kids in the street without enough to eat. I'm no longer blind, pretending not to see their need. That's why I want you to know I'm starting with the man in the mirror. He changed my ways and no message could have ever been clearer. If you wanna make the, pla- the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make that change. Accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And after you do that, as James says, don't just be hearers of the word. But doers of the word. Beloved, we must seek the word of God. We must read the word of God. We must learn the word of God. We must meditate the word of God. And we must apply the word of God in our lives. Be the man in the mirror and allow the word of God to become the mirror in which we examine ourselves. Let the word of God dwell in your life so that it could be reflected to others, amen.